Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Alrighty, what's going on? Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Indeed. <laughs> Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. 704-570-1110-1800 WBT-1110. And yes, Democrats are correct. They are correct. The uh, the hearings going on in D.C. looking at uh, the lawlessness that the district attorneys the, uh, uh, in Manhattan have allowed to run rampant. Yes, it's a political stunt, but it is so worth it. Sometimes the right politics is the right stunt and is the right thing to do. So... Um, that's yeah, going on right now and highlighting how bad these DAs have behaved and how they've let lawlessness spiral out of control in cities. Absolutely. Worth the nation's attention. Absolutely. Uh, so I support it. Do you know the name Monica Ussery? Or Usery? I think it's Ussery. If we're being formal, I think it's Weesery. It's, it's spelled U-S-S-E-R-Y, Monica Ussery. You might not know her name, but you probably saw her at some point during the pandemic, and uh, you probably are aware of the response that her arrest prompted by the Raleigh Police Department, who made the arrest. Well, we now have video. That came from uh, the body cams worn by at least one officer. Don't know how many others, but there's a there's an independent journalist in North Carolina. His name is Stephen Horn, and uh, he writes. Well, he's also a self described future local media baron. Okay, but um, he writes uh, for himself at thisweekinthetriangle.com, right? And he right he's based in the Triangle area, North Carolina. So um, he posted up this video that came from the body cam footage. He had edited it, so it wasn't, you know, this like, although he does have a link to the entire thing, he's offered it to other reporters if they are interested. Um, I am also um, advised that... An independent journalist, there's some emails going around about an independent journalist publishing the uh, footage from this recording that were released by the court following a hearing by the judge. And I'm not sure, but it kind of sort of seems like these recordings were not supposed to be allowed out into the public. And it now is, and so I'm not sure who's going to get in trouble for that, or if someone's going to get in trouble for that. I mean, if it's a you know sort of a normie person, then then yes, I guess like the law does apply to them. Unlike you know, if you're like I don't know shoplifting stuff 
regularly or maybe, you know, carrying a gun as a convicted felon. Like those types of crimes, you get to just get right out uh, on bond. But we're not even bond. It's like because of bond reform, bail reform, you don't even bond. So anyway, um, but this person is probably going to be in a world of hurt, like that guy who stole the documents and put them onto the uh, the Discord channel about the Ukrainian offensive. Anyway, uh, you've got, what's his name? Teixeira. I think that's his name. Now charged um, for the espionage. So I'm not sure who's going to get or if somebody's going to get in trouble, but the audio and the video is very important, okay? Because, first off, it's been withheld for all this time. And what it shows, uh, here's the uh, here's the the description of of what it shows. And I've watched it. I have the audio here. Um, and it's kind of... I mean, because it's out, it takes place outside and it is video of the Raleigh police officers staging before they are about to go make arrests at the reopen NC protest. Okay. All right. So remember reopen NC, this is during the pandemic, during the COVID lockdowns and people started going to Raleigh to protest the lockdowns and they called themselves reopen NC. And. They were doing it weekly, right? They were, they were going to go up there every single week, I think on Tuesdays. And very early on, Raleigh police started making arrests. And what this video shows is the Raleigh police assembling in violation, I would point out, of the governor's lockdown orders, right? Which said you couldn't gather, which is what the reopen NC people were doing, right? They were out there gathering. And the Raleigh police then assembled not wearing any masks, not social distancing either. Is it social distancing or socially distancing? So anyway, so they're not standing there six feet apart. They're not wearing their masks and they're planning on how to go about arresting all the people that assembled while not wearing masks nor socially distancing. And they're joking about it. This occurred before my good friend, Governor Ray Cooper did his fist-in-the-air black power march with the protesters where he had the mask hanging off of his ear and he's surrounded by his bodyguards while he's walking through the streets, you know, with the people. But not really with the people, like kind of away from the people, but kind of sort of like they're in the background, so when you take the picture from a certain angle, it kind of looks like he's with the people, but he's definitely like walking with his own crew and he did like a lap, you know, like a a lap like halfway around the block or something. And he's like, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you against our cops. I hate them, too. You know, um, as the former attorney general, you know, as they are known to be like the most ardent opponents of law enforcement. Right. The attorneys general. Um, so Monica Ussery. After three years, according to Stephen, uh, yeah, Stephen Horn at his uh, at his Substack. I keep I keep closing it out. It's in the in the triad, in the triangle. Yeah. Um, after nearly three years, Monica Ussery has finally had her charges dismissed after completing community service as part of a deferral agreement. Her charges stem from the first reopen NC protest, where she was charged with violating the governor's executive order for attending a peaceable protest against that very same executive order. So the governor issues the order. 
right? Telling everybody that the COVID virus is so smart, COVID knows that it knows if you are assembling to protest the lockdown or if you are assembling to protest George Floyd and or his death and the cops, right? COVID knew. That's why it would smite the reopen people, although it didn't actually, but it could if it wanted to. But it would smite. This was what we were told, that COVID knows that if you are at this kind of protest versus, say, a funeral or a, a, a church service, right, you you can't participate in these events. It's too risky. People are going to die. Why do you want to kill grandma? Meanwhile, all the cops are called out to the scene and stage their arrest teams and stuff. They, they're all out there, too, which, by the way, doesn't that undermine the whole argument that you can't assemble because everybody will die? If I mean, think about this, right? If you are really, really worried that everyone is going to die from this virus outside, why would you send police to break it up? Because you would be signing their death warrants, right? You'd be telling all of the police officers to go break up this super spreader event and die. And why wouldn't and why would the police volunteer to go in there and do that? To arrest all these people if they knew that they were going to catch it and die. See, they kind of didn't. That's what the body cam footage indicates, too. They, they, they didn't really believe it either. It's interesting. But they're arresting people for violating the governor's executive order. And remember that prompted the response April 14th. This is, what, three years ago? April 14th, where somebody asked what part of the governor's order was violated And the Raleigh Police Department Twitter feed, their Twitter account, responded, quote, protesting is a non-essential activity. Remember that? (laughs) Protesting is a non-essential activity. And then they, of course, deleted that tweet after it got ratioed all to Kingdom Come, um, sent out a uh, that was sent out after a citizen questioned why the Raleigh police had broken up the protest where Ussery was arrested. That was April 14th. The body cam footage, which did not show up until after she lost her bench trial. So this was just a judge. It wasn't a jury that convicted her. It was a bench trial, and that's why she had to do the community service. So she fought it and lost. So I've got the audio. I have the video as well. It's out there. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think, I mean, it's already out there. I didn't get it. I mean, I'm I'm just playing the audio. So... I don't think I'm in violation of any kind of gag order, (laughs) but uh, we'll take a listen and you'll hear for yourself. All right. Now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Alrighty, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show.com and the phone numbers are 704-570-1110. 
1-800-WBT-1110, and on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, where, uh, thank you very much, Adam, for hooking me up with, apparently, she's already on my friends list, Monica Ussery. We're already friends on the Twitter machine. And, uh, or followers of each other, I guess, on the, whatever. So, um, she has informed me that um, she just got off the phone with her attorney, and she is uh, not allowed to speak on her own behalf because of the gag order by the judge. Th- again, this arrest occurred three years ago, right? Three years ago. Monica Ussery was arrested at the Reopen NC protest in Raleigh. And for the last three years, she's been fighting in court. She had a bench trial where she was apparently convicted, had to do like, I guess, community service. By the way, she does have what's called a a give, send, go. It's like a GoFundMe, but without like the political BS uh, at the corporate level at GoFundMe. So give, send, go is the website, give, send, go.com. And so she's trying to uh, help defray the costs of her, uh, of her legal bills. She's trying to raise $10,000. It's give, send, go. I guess that's 14th amendment. Give, send, give, send, go.com forward slash 14th amendment. So the number one, four TH amendment. I, I believe that's correct. Um, I mean, I'm just reading the URL here. Um, so April 14th, 2020. Yeah, three years ago. That day, Governor Cooper used law enforcement to infringe North Carolina citizens' rights to redress their grievances for his effort to deem businesses and employees essential and non-essential. She cites the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, Monica Ussery Uh, stood for our freedom that day in April 2020 as a local law enforcement posted on social media that we explained to protesters that at this time they are not allowed to protest. It is a non-essential activity and violates the governor's executive order. Law enforcement solely arrested Monica as she stood in the parking lot at Jones Street near Wilmington Street in the capital city. Um, She was found guilty. A year later, she was found guilty of defying Governor Cooper's executive order and trespassing for her presence in the parking lot where she advocated for our freedom to live, work, and bring grievances to those in elected public service. On February 20th, this year, three years later almost, she won the appeal. It's taken three years of faithful legal action. The the write-up says at givesendgo.com. As she and supporters remember her stand, the cost to defend our freedom continues to linger. Um, will you join in assisting with the cost to defend our right to peaceably assemble? Current expenses from the last three years remains just over $22,000. Which is the point. This is the point. It's to make it unattractive, so unappealing that most people won't do it, right? Protesting. Or I got another story, very similar. This one from a U.S. District Judge in the Eighth Circuit against uh, Springfield Public Schools. There were some teachers that sued over the critical race theory training sessions. They sued and they lost, and the judge has slapped them with over $300,000 in legal fees that they now have to pay to the school district. 
right? The purpose is to punish, which is kind of odd because the punishment is serving as a warning to others. It's almost as if they believe there's some sort of deterrent effect going on here, right? But note who is deterred. It's people who would generally follow the law, right? So when people who are following the law, normies, right, when when the normies want to resist some, you know, tyrannical BS, then they're going to be deterred. Now, the same argument does not apply. This deterrence argument does not apply to criminals, apparently. They are not deterred, right? That's why we can't have any kind of harsh punishments for the criminals, because they're just not deterred. So, all right, I've got the audio here. Let's take a listen. I think this is bleeped out or cleaned up enough. Raleigh police staging, assembling, you might say, assembling prior to them going out and arresting people who were assembling. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. These are the questions I have. How do you get into the claw machine at Carowinds? How- wbt 1110 Email Pete at the Like, really, how do you get, like, the news story there in the newscast about some teenager tries to, I mean, of course, they got into the claw machine, like the, you know, the thing, the, the game where you pick up the stuffed animals and stuff, or the prizes, you get the claw, you know, and, uh, some 13-year-old had to be rescued because they climbed up inside of that thing somehow. Yes, obviously trying to steal stuff. Obviously so. And my question is, like, how it took them like 15 minutes to get them out of there, and I'm thinking, you know, how much money did it cost the people like just feeding quarters into that machine trying to grab them with the claw and bring them out? Grab them with the claw and bring them out, like, 15 minutes, it seems like a long time. I wonder if he got cut up, scraped up, or anything like that from the claw grabbing him. and Because it always misses. It doesn't ever lock on, you know, because it drops everything all the time. Anyway. How do you get in there? It's so weird. Okay, so uh, I uh, ran out of time because I was talking too much. Last segment, so I will now just start with this audio. This is the body cam footage audio. As the Raleigh police began staging the arrests of the participants of the reopen NC protest. Now, they ended up only arresting one person, a woman by the name of Monica Ussery, who has sent me another message who says that she cannot discuss the footage. She says, but I can state for the record that the state Capitol police officer who testified in court did not tell the truth and got away with that because I was not given footage no rpd testified only one state capitol officer officer Derek proctor still has a job uh the certified complaint letter i sent to scp state capitol police concerning perjury was refused and sent back to me unopened okay so for three years monica ussery has been fighting this uh these charges a bench Trial was held. She was convicted, but now she is apparently won on appeal. She has like twenty-something thousand dollars in legal fees, and uh, now they've gotten a hold of some of this body cam footage. Don't know how it was released by an independent journalist named Stephen Horn. Not sure if he's going to be in trouble. If the judge is going to be demanding to know where he got it, you know the source 
uh, you know, divulge your source, and if Horn doesn't play ball, then is he going to get held in contempt? Is he going to get jailed? Are we going to see a judge jail a journalist for for publishing police body cam footage under my good friend Ray Cooper's administration? Like, that really would be through-the-looking-glass type stuff here, right? Okay, so here is the audio of the uh, of the body cam footage. I will say, just in case, let's just be ready with the dump button, just in case here. I think it's bleeped out. I just want to give you the heads up. We all right? Okay. All right. All right, here we go. Yeah, basically, till Bob and Pat will see, so we're going to arrest him. All right, let's go. Do we have to mask up? <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much told him to go pound sand. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they think he's going to wrestle them all. What happened? Good. Good. We had a long conversation with Laura Freeman, and when it was all said and done, and you see the videos that are already online and everything, I mean, it's obvious that you can't allow that to continue to happen. And then we already got the intel that they're planning to do this again next year. It's our opportunity to get it right this time and hopes that we won't uh, have to go through the same thing next year. If you're the arrest team, make sure you have gloves, make sure you have a mask. So make sure that we're uh, having proper uh, PPE equipment on as we're addressing them so that um, I can kind of use that as to support my uh, claim that this is a public health okay? So make sure you're wearing the PPE, masks, gloves, right? Make sure you're wearing the PPE to help me support my claim that this is a public health hazard. He tells the officers while they are all assembled, not socially distancing, and not wearing masks in violation of the governor's executive order. I know it's outdoor footage. The audio is always kind of crummy because you get the uh, the wind sounds and stuff. This is from uh, the report at North State Journal by A.P. Dillon. Footage posted online by an independent journalist shows police in Raleigh discussing tactics for arresting reopen NC protesters in 2020, as well as joking about COVID-19 PPE use, uh, use in order to support the idea that the protest was a public health hazard. Independent journalist Stephen Horn tweeted out a video containing clips of police off, uh, police interactions rather prior to the arrest of a single protester, Monica Ussery. Horn's tweets contained a link to a longer video where two unidentified law enforcement officers are seen joking around about how reopen NC protesters told the Raleigh police captain, Dedrick Bond, who you heard giving like the instructions there in, in, at the end of the clip, And they were laughing at the beginning because the protesters, when Bond, apparently when Captain Bond went up to them and said, you need to disperse, you need to leave, this protest is not allowed because, you know, our good friend Governor Ray Cooper uh, has banned these kinds of assemblies. And the protesters told him to pound sand. (laughs) And the cops were kind of laughing at that. And so then they said, yeah, so now we're going to go arrest him. And one of the cops says, good. So Bond told them they'd be arrested if they didn't disperse. They said, pound sand. So we're going to go arrest some bleep, bleep, some bleep, bleep bleepers. Yeah. Uh, the unidentified female officer then asks with a laugh, do we have to mask up? And the other officer says, well, we don't have any. Later in the clip, the cops talk about how they think the protesters will leave after one or two are arrested. The officer wearing the body camera then asks, what are they doing wrong? Bond said, quote, what I want to do is make an example out of, then there's some noise interference, 
make an example out of them. And, and what I'm hoping is that as we start locking up a few of these agitators, that the rest will just automatically disperse. Bond is also seen in the video telling officers that there had been a long conversation with Lauren Freeman. And when all is said and done, and you see the videos that are already online and everything, it's obvious that we can't allow that to happen. Lauren Freeman is the DA for Wake County. And that's when the captain says that they know that there's going to be another protest planned for the following week, the next Tuesday. And they want to stop these protests from occurring. He says he and Freeman discussed avoiding protesters who may have kids with them. So don't go after them because they're too sympathetic. This is, think, I mean, think about the level of discussion that the captain and the DA must have had. If this is just the stuff that he's telling the other officers, right? Think about the level of and the nature of the discussion that they actually had when they were just in, you know, in a private conversation. Don't go after the ones with the kids. I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure if this occurred before or after Governor Cooper's wife flipped off the children as she drove past them while they were out there protesting. I don't know if I don't know if the first lady flipped them off before or after. I think it may have been after, but I don't know. It may have been before. But he says, I think this is the opportunity to get it right this time. And I hope that he won't have to go to the same thing next Tuesday. And so Ussery was the only one that got arrested out there because I guess she was seen as the, quote, agitator. And the, uh, and the hope was that then they'll all just disperse. They'll go away if we just chop off the head. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer, start at Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies, the full line of Augustan Farms and Mountain House Foods, books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. In Waynesville and online at CarolinaReadiness.com, get tickets to the Heritage Life Skills event also. Make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Okay, I uh, want to welcome to the program Stephen Horn. Uh, he's the fellow who uh, got the video, this body cam footage, and published it. This week in the Triangle.com is his website, and you can follow him on Twitter at Stephen E. Horn. Uh, Stephen, welcome. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. So thanks for uh, a short notice here. I wasn't sure <laughs> if you could jump on that quick, but um, all right. So I don't. I don't know. Are you allowed to even discuss anything about any of this right now? Or are you Are you concerned that they are? Like I've been told that they're on the hunt for you, uh, or or on the hunt for whoever gave you the video. Um, so I don't know. How much are yeah, you allowed I mean- to talk about? Yeah, so so certainly as a journalist, I will I will definitely protect my source, and so yeah, yeah, I definitely will not speak to you know, um, yeah, any anything regarding sources. But right. other than that, you know, I'm free to talk. So you were there the day of the protest three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in uh, in early 2020, I hadn't really started doing independent journalism yet. So so I was there as a protester. You know, in hindsight, I wish I had just been there with a camera because you know a lot of this stuff that was was captured by um, the the police's body cams. You know, it it could have been captured by by journalists. You know, some of the stuff in the parking lot, maybe not. Um, you know, them 
doing their preparation and their staging area. But yeah, I mean, I, I sort of wish that I had gone there as a member of the media instead of a protester. Right. So you were, and, and Monica Ussery was the only one arrested that day. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's true. Okay. So, I mean, you know, from, from what the police were saying, they definitely seemed to have expected that, that uh, more people would, you know, resist and be arrested. But, you know, when they actually went and gave the three warnings, basically everyone with an earshot of their PA system, you know, left pretty quickly. But on the other side of the parking lot, you know, where I was parked, where Monica was parked, you know, you, you couldn't even hear what the police were saying over their PA system. So do, is it is it her contention she did not hear the orders to disperse? You know, I so so. My understanding is that, you know, she knew that, that the protest was dispersing. So she w- she decided, you know, hey, I'm going to walk basically out of the parking lot to the street to sort of, you know, film the cars as they pass by. Because, you know, they were planning, hey, if we can't be in the parking lot, we'll, you know, circle the block or whatever, keep honking. And so she was just returning to her car to, you know, give her steps on the keys and pack up their car so they would leave. But then when she returned... The police sort of surround her and basically immediately arrest her. So, you know, I think she was aware that the protest was dispersing, but the police did not give the same warnings that they had given to the people, you know, on the opposite side of the parking lot. It was pretty much they surrounded her, said, we're arresting you. Right. Um, and so now three years later, she has, uh, she, I guess she was convicted, right, at a bench trial just by a judge, not a jury. And uh, she got sentenced to some community service work. Is that right? Yeah, I, I believe it was, you know, a fine and the, the hundreds of, of dollars. Um, I don't I was actually there for the sentencing, but I don't recall if there was any community service. OK, um, but, you know, in North Carolina, if you're convicted of a misdemeanor at a bench trial, you can basically automatically appeal to a jury trial. So she was in the process of, you know, working towards that jury trial um, when they did sort of come back and say, oh, this body camera footage that we told you didn't exist, actually we do have it. Here it is. So her, uh, and she has a lawyer? Yes. All right, so the lawyer then sees this and is like, okay, um, so this is obviously, um, this is going to be beneficial at trial, uh, one would think. Um, And so are we, is she still looking at going to trial for this? Yeah, so, so basically my understanding is that you know, sometime after, um, you know, she received, you know, some of this body camera footage, they basically came to her and said, hey, we'll do a deferred prosecution agreement, which which is, you know, different than a plea deal because it's, you know, you're not admitting guilt. You're just doing some community service. And then they say, okay, we're dismissing the charges. So it's, you know, I think it's fairly common for, for misdemeanors. Um, I don't believe they had offered it to her before her first trial. Right. But so that that's what she ended up doing. Instead of going to that the um, jury trial, she did this, you know, deferred prosecution agreement, did some community service, and so now now those charges are dismissed. Stephen Horn, you can read his work this week in the triangle.com, also on uh, Twitter at Stephen E. Horn. Thanks so much, Stephen. I appreciate it. Good job. Okay. Thank you.